to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I went to Disneyland on Friday, and it was great. I went to Disney California Adventure for their food and wine festival, and you know that I'm not like, I'm not like a real gung-ho about festivals. It's not really, I mean, Lunar New Year, very into it, but I do not love temporary food. I do not love eating food on top of garbage cans. It is not fun for me. My viewpoint on it has been and always will be that if it was that good, the food wouldn't be temporary. It would be permanent. If it was that good, it would be on a menu. However, I know things like uh, like violet lemonade, that dish is an exception to the rule, but still, I get mildly excited about food fests, but I'm not the type of person who's traveling to Epcot for an event like that. However, at DCA this week, I had a grand old time. The park was not busy. There were enough tables and countertops and these little like pop-up horseshoe kind of shaped, uh, not benches, like ta- like high tables that you could stand at and eat your food and move on and mosey around. And it was a good vibe. It was a really good time. It was nice to just be outside. And because all the food is spread throughout the park, truly not just festival marketplace booths, there's food everywhere. It's really nice. It's nice to just wander around the park and there's always a treasure to be discovered no matter where you go. I did also return to my ooh, my old routine of eating an entire container of Disneyland popcorn on the drive home and then getting the steering wheel covered in butter goo. I did that. <laughs> it was delicious. It was, uh, it was really nice. It really made the drive home wonderful. But yeah, it was nice to be back. I am also going back this week, so I really feel in the Disney groove. I'm going to Disneyland this week, but regardless, it's it's nice. The weather was nice. It was kind of cold out. It's just nice to be like outside and it not be super, super busy and to be back because when I was in Walt Disney World a few weeks ago, ooh, ooh, it was crowded. Ooh, it was wild. Uh, we basically, I think, went on three rides total total because there were just too many people. We kind of just went in the park and bounced. Now, uh, parks be gone because we are talking about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser once again. No, I know you might be like, "Uh, it's been a lot, Carly, it's been a lot of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. We have so much more to share with you because this episode, this episode contains spoilers. Yes, if you are planning to one day go on this and you don't want to know anything. Um, If you have a good memory, eh, maybe don't listen to this. Or if you have a bad memory, you're fine. You probably won't retain it. But either way, we are going to be playing audio from things that happen inside the ship, from the night one finale to the night two grand finale. You are going to hear Gaia perform pop songs live. You're going to hear characters conversing with other characters. You're going to hear me interview Chewie as though I am on a red carpet at a film premiere like a total bozo just asking him questions about if he's enjoying his time on the ship. Why did I do that? I am so extremely dumb. But anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy this. I'm trying to make it kind of like an audio tour of the ship and of the two-night journey because I know there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. There's a lot of coverage on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on wherever you get your social medias. But I gotta say, listening to the audio to set up this episode, it's really something to just hear it. The audio mix on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is unbelievable, and I didn't even realize it until I sat down to make this episode, because you can hear a lot of this stuff so 
clearly, even through my phone mic, even through my eight-year-old uh, digital tape recorder mic. It really, it feels transportative. It's really, really interesting, and I hope you like it because kind of without the visual, it really drives home how interesting and how different this experience is. So instead of uh, telling you, I will show you and I will uh, get us to the commercial break, but stick around. I think you're really going to enjoy it, even if you think you're like, pretty well-versed on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the new Star Wars-themed experience at Walt Disney World Resort. I think this will be a certain look that you have not yet seen. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Stick around. Uh, I hope you like it. And after these words, we will go back to space. See you soon. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. The goal of today is to take you through Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser with a level of detail I frankly would never be able to provide within a story or photos or even through video. You are a stowaway in my suitcase today, a passenger alongside me experiencing Star Cruiser the exact way I did, thanks to the miracle of audio, but really the miracle of Jeff Fox, who's helping me stitch all this together. He is the true miracle. This episode will have spoilers, 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 spoilers as to what happens on board. But honestly, I really don't think too much can be spoiled, not only because we won't be detailing the full plot lines, but we'll more so be giving you an overview of what it's really like in real time to be there, ooing and aahing at cabins and being surprised by what characters appear at dinner. If you really, really want to go in, if you choose to book this, and go in without any knowledge of this, this might not be the best episode for you. But Realistically, if you're on the fence, if you have a trip maybe a few months away and you're curious what happens, I think you'll be fine to listen before going, especially considering the price tag, which we explained thoroughly last week. The thing is, if I'm dropping a few thousand dollars on a beach vacation or a cruise, I'm going to be doing my research, and that's what I'm hoping this episode will provide, a firsthand account of the moments aboard the ship that add up to one whirlwind of a journey. This audio really transports you in a way I did not anticipate. There are so many details in here that even I don't remember that stayed aboard the ship even once I departed. You can hear how lively the crowd is on board. 
how passengers react to certain scenes, and even catch a glimpse at what those activities I've previously described are like, such as bridge training and lightsaber training. The music, the droid noises, the acting, the script. You'll hear staff members use their catchphrases like my honor as though that's a normal thing to say. As well as some of the game elements that we've discussed, you will now hear them firsthand and just so much more. It's jam-packed with details I haven't yet been able to even discuss because there is so much happening on this ship. So just sit back, relax, and take it all in. I will drop in from time to time to explain where we are in the story, but this first segment includes our muster drill, the first all-hands ship event where action begins to unfold. We meet the ship's captain, Riola Kivon, cruise director Lanka Mock, and learn why the First Order's Lieutenant Croy has decided to board our star cruiser and join our journey. You'll also hear a snippet of bridge training, which is dedicated to a different task each time. Ours was to go retrieve Gaia, the galactic pop star set to perform that night. It's shrouded in mystery as to why she's not yet on board, yet her manager, Rafe Cole, is, which will come up a few times going forward. But the mystery is loosely solved. But till then, here is your free ride aboard Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Hello from Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. I am not yet on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, but it is the morning of our day of leaving. And I got a text from Amy Radcliffe that I should not ignore the message on my hotel room answering machine. As you might remember, Amy Radcliffe was on our previous Star Wars Galaxy's Edge episode and is a true Star Wars expert. So if she's flagging this, it has to be something good. I'm going to try to put it on speaker so I can play it for you. Good morning. This is the front desk here at Disney's Grand Freddy Resort and Spa. We have received a message from the Chandrilla Starline regarding your voyage that begins today. You may begin boarding the Halcyon at 1 o'clock today and have been granted a 12 o'clock late checkout to provide you with additional time to prepare you for your adventure. If you are in need of transportation, cast members at your hotel main entrance will assist you in arranging a complimentary taxi. Thank you for choosing to stay with us here at Disney's Grand Freddy Resort and Spa. Have a magical grand day. Okay, a complimentary taxi. Interesting, interesting. I did not know that would happen. I did not know this voicemail would happen. I'm so grateful for Amy and can't wait to see her later. But it starts today. I A late checkout? I guess I'll go to Epcot. And then Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. We are pulling in to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Now, the way you enter, you can fully see the building from the exterior. And it is just it is gray it is gray 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 you can see all of the infrastructure i'm currently looking at a ton of people hanging out outside probably just because this is a media preview so there's more staff than usual but we are pulling in and what guests will see it is essentially a driveway with a lot of newly planted trees and then these tall beams which i assume are for lights at nighttime. oh wow we are pulling in it is happening can you hear the Star Wars theme playing in this entryway? I won't lie, this is quite exciting because everyone is in costume. It really feels like an artist's rendering. I'm gonna have you wait right here. I'll wait for your transfer box to be ready. Cool. 
We are in, we are in Star Cruiser. We are walking down a concrete hallway. There's actually like natural light coming in in a way that's very nice, but it is like a bunker. And then we will emerge into the ship. Before we begin, we want to share some important safety information. As your adventure progresses, there will be special, highly dramatic moments that will ask for everyone's attention. In the unlikely event of an actual emergency, the emergency lights will illuminate, all show elements will pause, and a pre-recorded voice announcement will commence. Attention, attention. An emergency has been reported in this building. This is an actual emergency. This is not a drill or part of the show. Once again, welcome to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Your journey is about to begin. just stepped into what, I'm not gonna dance around it. It's an elevator, but it's quite nice. We are blasting off. Get acquainted with the space as you will see it uh, very frequently aboard your voyage. <laughs> uh, you'll see the uh, ship model right there behind. Um, from there, we're gonna take off with shipwide orientations. It's a guided tour of the ship. So if you'd like to explore more about the ship, uh, do come over here and okay, come great. Up and we'll be able to assist you. As well as our data pad orientation. I see how your data pad's with you. Yes. Excellent. So do as soon as we get to your cabin, sign into those data pads so you can see your itinerary as well as a map and receive communication. Here's your passengers. Welcome to your cabin. Woo! Wow. wow. Please wow. take it all in. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. Stop is there any questions? No, we're good. Excellent. Just keep in mind that data pad orientation happening up until four o'clock. Okay, All great. Right, now go ahead and make lunch then. Thank you. Right, Thanks so much. May the stars light your way. Thank you. Hello from Ship Muster. It is 4 p.m. It is day one, and we are here with every single person on the ship. I won't lie. Um, experiences aboard will run the spectrum. And this one definitely runs towards the holy heck it is crowded end. Uh, we specifically stood in, in the back. I'll be providing tips to people who are also concerned. But it is, it is a lot. We are on a sold-out sailing. And people are everywhere. But I do see a droid. I do see a droid. Thank you. Thank you. 
one adventure that's going to take you to the very edge of the galaxy. And we would not be able to sail throughout the galaxy without an astounding crew and an exceptional cruise director in Lancomog. It is my responsibility to make sure that you have a wonderful time. There's so much to enjoy and explore. Now I'm going to give you a few of the highlights, but before I do, I want to remind everyone to make sure you check your data pad to check your personal itinerary and schedule. Pop quiz, where do you find your personal itinerary and schedule? which is one of the required or heavily recommended experiences aboard Star Cruiser, I would say. We have the red rack towers on weapons, and finally, the blue bandas on shield. It's a little strange because we had ours immediately after muster, and there are currently people at a like at a welcome party in the lobby that an atrium that I would have loved to take part in but we're kind of kind of feels like we're in school just because of the timing I wish that our our time for training was 
later because we basically got aboard the ship, immediately ate, immediately went to muster, and then immediately came to bridge training. And so it's already been pretty jam-packed, which is great, but I, I would have liked a little more time just to exist in this space between having had everything set up and us officially heading out before learning. The gameplay is essentially the same as when I was here in November, but the visuals have been done to a different level. This is beyond what we saw when we were here. Like, it's the way that they did the graphics and the way they're rendering on this ginormous screen really, really look as real as we'll probably ever get from a ship on land in Florida. Alex, are we looking at space traffic? Uh, I think so. I think that is space traffic. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of it. There's like more than I thought there would go. Yeah, because you know, in the world of Star Wars, you think of like the ships we know and like the vehicles coming after them. Yeah. It truly looks like downtown LA <laughs> at 6.30, but like going on and off a planet from the biggest ship window you've ever seen in your entire life. The planet's Coruscant is LA. <laughs> As I'm sure Wraith Cole communicated, Gaia doesn't come to you. You come to Gaia. I don't typically perform in venues as quaint as your ship, but as you know, this engagement will be mutually beneficial. I ask only for your applause, your adoration, and just perhaps your assistance. We shall see. The aggregate simulation scores for this training group, or training crew, were markedly above the calculated mean. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, but this is still a shipboard activity. It's not actually operating the It is a remarkably accurate simulation. I designed elements of it myself. So I think that we should just go ahead and pick up Gaia, and the only way we're going to do that in time is with you. I, I need your help. Will you help us? Yes. 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 Here we go. In three, two, one, now. Now that we've been on board for a few hours, we're going to get into the data pad, do lightsaber training, and start to see some of these narratives unfold. There are essentially three kinds of paths to take on Starcruiser. There is the resistance path, which is somewhat tied to the ship mechanic Sammy and droid SK-620, the first order path, which involves Lieutenant Croy, and this other mysterious, ambiguous, smuggler-like path, which involves Wraith, Gaia's music manager, and at times the pop star Gaia herself. There are other characters that kind of weave in and out of these, like Sandro, an onboard musician who sometimes sits in with Gaia, as well as Olani, the lizard lady who plays percussion on board and speaks Hatiz, which I'm just going to play it for you. Sounds like this. Three strikes. You're not only Florida. Yeah, I didn't get too far with befriending her. It all plays out both in person and on the Play Disney Parks app data pad. I personally did not lean as hard into the data pad gaming and character following as other people did, and this was kind of for multiple reasons. One, I was reporting on everything simultaneously, and a lot of my coverage was the ship itself, so I didn't have as much time available. Two, when I 
did pursue a character, I pursued Wraith. And I went up to him one major time to chit-chat, and it was a lot of close talking and a little too much, like, shoulder touching. There was some touching. There was close talking, and there was touching. And despite me wearing a mask, which you'd think is the universal sign for, please, sir, do not come within spitting distance... This was not a rarity. This is kind of how it went with most of the characters. They were very much conversational, huddling together close to you, and I was naturally not inclined (laughs) to participate in that at this time. But truthfully, I really didn't get a chance to interact with every single character because that's kind of how it's designed. There is a lot going on, and you quite literally cannot do it all. So with more intent, I could have chosen a true path and followed it, but between bridge training and lightsaber training and working especially, I kind of only skimmed the surface. What I enjoyed most was just coming upon story moments, like when you stumble upon Chewbacca hiding out in Sublight Lounge. There were certain moments that were set up in full view, like Wraith mentioning Gaia will have an acoustic performance on day two in the atrium, which is on everyone's schedule, which itself was secretly a cover for some smuggling happening aboard the ship. This stuff happened constantly, so much so that I'm not even sure, listening back to this, which things were covers and which things were not. To someone, it might be a straightforward ship activity, but to someone else tapped into a certain storyline, that event could be a distraction, a cover, or even a means to an end to get a task done. There are these layers upon layers upon layers of storytelling that I still am digging through and trying to figure out, so we will only graze over that today. What we will give you in this portion is a look at how truly talented these people on board Starcruiser really are. Lightsaber training is led by a Saja, who is not a Jedi, but can sense the Force in others and teach them to connect to it. But my favorite, just like Brooke McDonald's son Auden, who deeply befriended him on board, was Lieutenant Croy. Whenever you hear that British accent in this episode, it means something good is ahead. I also need to comment that the staff who drove this entire concept home were unbelievable, including our beloved server Gina, who we had for dinner two nights in a row, because in that respect, it's just like a cruise. Although I personally am old hat with this now, it was fun to hear her explain things as though she's really from another planet for the first time again. But trust me when I say this was constant. It was staff-wide, and it happened everywhere we went. It was kind of funny in retrospect, but extremely delightful and connected the dots of the experience. You'll hear from Gina at dinner, and while I'm tempted, I'm not going to play too much of Gaia's performance at that meal because, frankly, I don't want Disney to claim my podcast when they do release the album online. (laughs) So with that, let's head back to day one on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Ricardo, you intrigue me. Oh, do I? Yes, you do. You're making this easy, are you? No. That's good. There she is. There she is. Have you been to see the show yet? No, we're going after the later season. After you see the show, let me know if you're a guy in fan or not. Okay. All right. I have a feeling I will be. I have a feeling you will be too, but we need to make certain. Right? Okay. Like you said, if something's sinister, I'm not yeah, sure I want to be a part of that. We're going to back to tomorrow. Yes. If you weren't, you are now. We are acquiring some coaxium for a very good cause. No, you won't be alone. We have quite a oh, we got, virtuous, we got people with skilled us. crew. Yes, indeed. Okay. You won't right. be alone. All right. And I think that Gaia would be very pleased to have the two of you a part of it. Okay. 
Okay. Anything Gaia wants, Gaia will do. Oh, okay. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Let's keep in touch, all right? Yeah. Are you having a nice time? Yeah. Who are you hiding from? The first order? Yeah, it's first order? Oh, God. Oh, stormtroopers. They're in there, so we can't leave. Oh, you can't leave? Oh, no. But he's tall. It could work. I hope you get through, okay? It's good to see you. Lenka says, it seems mm-hmm. my droid transferred some sensitive information to your data pad. Ah, we have coordinates to the hidden resistance encampment on Batu, where we're heading tomorrow. I need you to keep that resistance camp location a secret. What is it worth to you? That sounds like something Rafe would say. We are on Team Rafe. Uh-huh. Now, we begin with our proper stance. And that's going to be our ready position. We want to be able to move. We're grounded like the trees of Endor. Good work. We hold our saber here at center, hands at center, holding our saber upright like the spires of Batu. Excellent. Now, <laughs> students, please turn your awareness forward. Because these, these are your training remotes. And they have been used in lightsaber training for generations. And today, each and every one of you get to continue in this legendary tradition of training. Now the training remote will fire a low power energy blast, but you must move your lightsaber to deflect. But before each blast, there will be a blue tracer beam. There it is. Now, this is not the blast. It's just a guide, an indicator to let you know where the blast will come from. Repeat after me. I am one with the force. I am one with the force. Don't just say it. Know it. I am one with the force. I am one with the force. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, we are. Our Saja discipline includes lightsabers, yes, but it's about so much more than that. It's about connection. It's about developing an awareness of those around us and an awareness of the galaxy. And we have a call and response that we do that reminds us to center ourselves and support everyone ahead of us. Can we try it? Yes. I will say together, and you will say as one. Together. As, as one. one. Together. As one. We are focused and we stand united. Together. As, as one. We train as equals and we advance as one. Guardians, ready positions. You all should be so incredibly proud of everything that you've just accomplished because I know, I know that I am. This was your training, but... In all of my years, I've studied, and I've read, and I've believed, but now, now I've seen. There will continue to be turbulence on this journey. Yes, in the galaxy, but everything will be all right because there's hope. You give me hope. The Force is with you. The Force is with us, with all of us. We were just seated in the Crown of Corellia dining room and I'm looking at the drink menu and it is interesting. We have stuff like a Silver Sea Martini, which is a passion fruit, mint and ginger gin martini. We have a Pod Chaser, which is an old fashioned. Basically they gave silly little names to classic cocktails. There's also a extensive beer and wine selection. There are also two non-alcoholic drinks, a Blue Milk Citrus Fizz and a Muja Twist. One is fruity with sparkling bubbles 
intriguing. And the blue milk is blue milk sorbet lemon lime soda, which I assume is Sprite, lychee, and lime. Your first course, we have our spiral noodle salad. And we have some enduring dipping sauces here. They go with your dumplings. This is cadu cream. We have batu spice, melanie's yogurt. This is our barbecue bantha. Great. Speaking of bantha, the blue is bantha, yellow is tip-yip, and green is flora. Would you like me to go into what they are in your terms for your planet? I would love that. Very good. So anytime you hear the term bantha, it's going to be beef. Tip-yip is chicken. Flora is vegetarian. Tomorrow you're going to hear burra, and that's going to be fish. Oh. There you are. Thank you. Thank you. May I ask, what is yes. sparkling bubbles? Sparkling bubbles will be um, anything from the fountain. Okay. Like a fountain beverage. Um, so like, I think you call it Spreet, and I know Coca-Cola is everywhere, so that's just a normal thing, but Spreet, and we have or orange. Oh, orange bubbles, Bada. and like I said, we have the blue electrolyte replacement, which I think you call it um, Strongy Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. something like Power that. Aid, yeah, go. blue electrolyte replacement. Let me get that started. Thank you. So, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you say toilet, are they like, you know, actually, it's the space toilet? Yes, they will. Here we have our coconut curry shrimp, not to get confused with tomorrow night's pollution shrimp because that's blue. That's how you know the difference. Oh, cannot wait to I eat know. a blue shrimp. Here is our green bambooey rice, roasted harissa flora, so just roasted vegetables. This is your menkru glazed tipyip, so bourbon chicken. Attention! Attention, everyone! Divide your attention, someone is rude, some on me. So, this is the... This is a night show. I've met a lot of you, nice some tender. very recently. Great. Those who I haven't met yet, I want to rectify that soon. I'm always looking for <laughs> friends and allies. Okay. I happen to be Guy's manager, and as Guy's manager, I have the privilege of introducing Guy as well as her remarkably talented accompanist, this spectacular musician, and wait till you see what she can make this thing do. Let's give a round of applause for Wani. Wani, everyone! to join me in the atrium at 9.45, where we will celebrate with a toast to all of our adventures thus far. Will you join me? Yes! Excellent. It is my pleasure and privilege to introduce you to someone who is, in every sense of the word, a star. A songwriter who not only writes music, but writes from her soul. No matter how many times I stand on a stage that she is about to electrify, it somehow feels like the first time. She's filled concert halls. She's filled stadiums. And tonight, believe me, she will fill this room. Travelers, friends,
companions have been searching for the resistance fugitive Chewbacca. You will be pleased to know that Sammy has brought him here to you. I think you will agree this is above and beyond any shipwide duties that he would be expected to carry out. Well, I must say, Samuel, I misjudged you. I owe you an apology. Uh, this is an excellent service to the order. You got it. I'm not afraid to say that I was wrong. I will take the Wookiee to the brig. Absolutely not. I insist that you stay here. Lieutenant, you are a valued passenger. You should enjoy the rest of the show. Sammy and I will take Chewbacca to the brig and find your troopers to ensure he goes. Very good. As you can tell, things start happening around this time of night. We were at the later 8 p.m. dinner seating and witnessed Chewie being taken out while we dined. After dessert, we exited just in time to see him be escorted to and locked inside the brig or jail cell aboard the ship. It made for this really cool moment for people involved in earlier missions who did certain tasks in the engineering room to discover the code to free him, as well as for people like us who just exited a meal right into the drama. I wasn't directly involved in this scene, but it was a good example of how you can stumble upon these show moments from time to time. I was able to stand by and watch it all unfold in real time and still got to enjoy it even though I wasn't directly participating. Now, all of that, that was at 9.35 p.m., perfectly timed for both dinner groups to be able to have either participated in this moment or have jumped in once they saw it. So as you can see, dinners yield different outcomes, but you are still able to follow the general story. About 15 minutes later, drama started going down in the atrium as we kicked off the night one finale. This was a culmination of some of the stories of that day with Sammy, the mechanic, assisting the First Order by handing over the droid, and you know what? I'll just let them take it from here. It is my opportunity, well actually my privilege, yes, to have this toast with you to celebrate our trip to Batu tomorrow. <gasps> Shame on you. 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 Shame on
Enjoy this evening's festivities. I think we need a toast now more than ever. So I would like to, to raise a glass to you, to the compass that leads us on our adventures. Kabuike! Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with FrameBridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, and even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer, and it thrills me to no end that because of FrameBridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. FrameBridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. To get started, head to FrameBridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's FrameBridge.com. Good morning from, oh, after our first official night on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, I am coming to you from the exact location you expect, the top bunk. I had to sleep in the top bunk, I had to sleep in it, and I gotta say, I slept like a rock. <laughs> uh, both Alex and I. Alex slept in the main bed. Hi, Alex. Hi. Uh, we both woke up and had dreams about being on a ship. So, like, truly the the neural link between what we're experiencing and what's going on in our brain is very strong. Because I had a dream, I think, that I was on this exact ship doing exactly what we did yesterday. I don't know if that's a testament to the design of everything or me doing way too much yesterday, but either way, it worked. Anyway, yesterday was a lot of fun and just genuine, generally a, a lot, a lot. We did so much. I don't feel the time loopies as I thought I would, like when you're in a Vegas casino for too long. I, I just feel like we did a lot. I feel pretty tired. And I know some people did yesterday too, because it was just go, 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 go. We did so much. It was jam packed. We were scheduled out and granted you can choose to opt out of anything, but I already feel behind. So I didn't really want to skip out on anything. And I don't want to do that either today, which is why I'm up at 7.45 to go 
get breakfast and then go to Batu very, very soon. So I will check back in with you later, but so far, so good, so sleepy. Thanks, honest passengers. Welcome aboard the Batu Transport. I am J6FA, and I'll be your pilot for this short journey. I always say when you're with J6, you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Now, if this is your first time visiting Black Spire Outpost, welcome. You're in for a treat. We have made it off ship to Batuu. We are standing in front of the Millennium Falcon. And I gotta say, um, the thing I couldn't anticipate about this visit was how I'd feel. And exiting the transport and being on Batuu, being back in a theme park, you feel completely different. Even though we were just in a theme park yesterday, we went to Epcot yesterday morning, you feel like you're carrying a different world with you when you enter the park. And it's also a really nice reality check because it recalibrates my brain to remember like, oh yeah, I'm at Disney World because I really did feel like I was on a ship until I just stepped off. So it, it affected me more than I thought it did. Cause I'm here and I'm like, there's so many people, there's all these crowds. I do feel, and Alex agreed with me, we feel a little like the vibe of the ship, you know, is it's luxurious. It's just private circus or they give you a little pin to wear. You definitely feel for better or worse, a little elite being here. I mean, they literally give you a pin on a placard that's like, you're special. So uh, it's an interesting vibe. It's an interesting vibe. And I, it makes me view the land that I've been in so many times differently even though all I did was sleep somewhere new. So mission accomplished where that's concerned. My friend Alex and I did the bulk of our gameplay and missions over the course of the trip here on Batu, otherwise known as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Our data pad was full of messages leading us to destinations where we would partake in activities to bring information back onto the ship. One of these saw cruise director link a mock or a bot version of Mock within the app, sending us on a mission to find someone who'd be willing to bend the rules, someone who knows what the First Order is up to, and directed us towards Oga's Cantina. Within the app, we are sent a photo of the building and prompted to select, where is Oga's Cantina? Or, I'm at the Cantina. Once we arrived, we were then sent to find someone to the left of the check-in desk. Frankly, not the best idea in my operational opinion, given that this is one of the most easily clogged places in the land. But either way, there was an Oga's employee on hand smuggling us a purple version of the bar's now iconic coasters, which had a QR code on the back. It was here that Alex and I decided to diverge a bit to see what would happen. One of us said we got the coaster, the other one didn't, assuming it would lead us to the same next steps within the land. But it didn't, which I found to be a point in the column for Star Cruiser's robust storytelling. Sometimes missions were cool like that, which I believe had us then head to the radio tower near the bathrooms by the milk stand and tune into the frequency to intercept data. And once we did, it made this loud whirring noise everyone around us can hear, which sounds like this. Afterwards, we received the transmission, which was a conversation between characters within our data pad, which I gotta say was real spy stuff. Some missions were better than others. Wraith sent us to the Millennium Falcon and basically just had us ride Smuggler's Run to get the coaxium. In the app, it said, they'll ask for your data band that'll transfer the coaxium transport coordinates to Hondo Onaka which basically means you use your lightning lane pass given to you in your account and we'll fold it into the story. Not quite the reputation following we've been promised for years. 
Also, both Alex and I did the ride together, and only one of us got credit for it on our account, which seemed a little weird. Another task had us doing these little puzzles with the droids in front of Droid Depot to uncover an achievement. But at best, the interactivity was fun to uncover a secret layer of things happening on Batu. That's when it really shines. But at worst, it kind of felt like a bunch of little errands, like, like we were little personal assistants in space. There is a lot to do there, however, which I give them so much credit for. We got a message from Gwellis Bagnoro, no idea if I'm saying that right, from The Force Awakens, which I googled, so I still don't know who that is, but they have like a long little anteater nose. Sure. Uh, Gwellis asked us to pay them 10,000 credits to override a ship. For which the only answers were, who are you? And I don't have that kind of money, which applies to my daily life. (laughs) Sending us to Ronto Roasters by providing a new narrative thread for things we had to do there that we ultimately decided against pulling. We had so many missions already. I bumped into Ashley Eckstein, and she also told me she had a mission from Sammy to hack a ship, which sounded so cool. But we weren't able to get any question prompts from Sammy, even when the Halcyon staff stationed over by the transport, again, VIP level service all day, back-ended Sammy into our app in the chat because we never got to meet him in person. Sadly, it never worked out. It didn't happen for us, but that mission sounded very cool. I'm bummed that we missed out on it, but again, there is too much stuff to do and too, 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 too little time. One thing I do want to mention, though, We were given a separate phone for our trip. I think because everything isn't up and running within the app on personal devices yet, I'm not entirely sure. But I haven't mentioned this because I don't know how long that process will last for. And frankly, it was kind of an advantage. If they do migrate towards you using your own phone for the Play Disney Parks app and the data pad on the ship, I'd be pretty concerned for my battery life. I would not have even had time to charge mine throughout the trip, and it definitely would have been dead after Batu. So if you do plan on going to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, pack external batteries. After spending some time in the park, yes, you can leave the land because we surely did. We came back, ate lunch, and went back to our room to sit for the first time in a long time, during which we decided to play around with our in-room droid, D309. Now, we gotta talk about this logistics droid. It's kind of like an in-room Alexa situation on a video screen within a physical data pad that has a phone and light switches. But you can scan your magic band in before you activate her, so she is starting from a point of already having information about you. So it's a bit personalized. When we first used her earlier on our trip, it was super reactive to what we said. It was cool. Only the second time, which you're about to hear... It didn't respond so well. I'm honestly not sure if D309 is going to be used on all sailings because our press materials cited a lot of information about privacy policies and that Disney uses the recordings to improve D309. Then guests will have the option to, to disable D309. And most importantly, that at this time, D309 will be only available for a limited test period. So truly... TBD. It's very cool when it works, but we had mixed results, likely because it's just getting started. What you're about to hear is all that, and the rest of our final night. Now, from the time we depart Batu, things are a blur. I will not dance around that. Shenanigans are happening all throughout the ship. Stories are converging and overlapping and intertwining. There's also, like, these multiple subplots of romance? I think the First Order officer and Gaia, like, kind of have a thing? 
I honestly don't know. I still don't know. And I still can't get on top of it because so much was going on and so much went on. Even the dinner itself was so quick, cut short by pending events upstairs. What events? Well, allow me to share that with you firsthand. Ah, thank the maker you've returned safely. Did everything go all right on Batu? Yeah, it was great. I'm so glad to hear that. But, oh, I'm receiving a message. Oh, my! A secret resistance team just freed my friend SK and is now hiding him from the First Order. Did you know about this? Where are they hiding him? I'm so happy that SK is safe. But I'm also concerned. Lieutenant Croy and the First Order will be absolutely furious. What do you think they'll do? I don't know, but I hope they steal him. I'm worried that they'll want revenge. And after last night, I'm afraid they'll come after me next. Or am I just being paranoid? You're paranoid, boo! Then I'm right to worry. Ah, Samuel! I see you volunteering to bring that freak up to me. Very good. No, actually, it was uh, uh, packages belonging to the cargo hold, so I was going to bring it down. Enough with your games, mechanic. I trusted you. I should have known better. Troopers, why don't you escort him? Let's go, Axiom. We're straight back to a shipment that was stolen by a first order by passengers on this ship. Imagine my surprise later. Yes. This is a great situation for you. Is it? Is there anything you would like to confess? Of course not. It's right. mine. I, I forgot to mention this. Well, it's, it's ours, right? It's, it's, it's mine. Yeah, of course. Stop! Yeah. It's so good. 
I did not think that was going to be your face. Kashyyyk is known for its thick jungles, temperate climate, and abundant vegetation. Tonight's entrees will feature seared burra and braised banda. Both these dishes have been paired with the planet's seasonal flora, giving it the perfect balance of texture and flavor. Our course is set for Kashyyyk.
Ryan in Omaha, Nebraska, and I am calling on behalf of my parents. They have booked a trip to on the Galactic Star Cruiser at the end of April, and they're curious if they pick different paths. Um, you know, my mom picks resistance, and my dad is interested in scoundrel path. How separated they will be, if there are any tasks they will still do together, or will they be separated for most of the voyage? Um, and also, if you've got any information on what the scoundrel path is doing, um, I've seen the resistance and first order, first, first order loyalist in some videos, but haven't seen much about the scoundrel. So, if you could help me out, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, first off, very cool that your parents are going and are this tapped in about what to do on board. Also, you better be crashing, right? You got to get on that fold-out bed. Okay. Anyway, I will go back to your call and what you're calling about and not convince you to piggyback on your parents' vacation. But anyway, if they choose different paths, they will be doing different activities, but not for the duration of the sailing. A lot of the scenes you heard in this week's episode, they'll be together for those. Things like ship muster, bridge training, lightsaber training, breakfast, lunch, dinner, even the nighttime finale scenes, they'll be spending that time side by side, even if their journeys have been different. It's the times in between, like the hour or two after they return from Batu or their time before dinner that will lead them in different directions. I think it is so fun that they are going to have divergent paths, and I think it will be cool to see how they spend their time when they're on Batu because they'll be doing different challenges Challenges, but they're also together, so they'll want to do some things together, some things apart. And considering they'll have such different tasks in the Play Disney Parks app's data pad, I think it'll be fun. And I do anticipate one of them spying on the other. To me, the whole thing will be a nice balance, so long as one doesn't rat the other one out. Ah! I cannot wait. I really hope one of your parents rats the other one out to the First Order, because that would be iconic. Now, as for the different paths, earlier in this episode, I talk about Wraith, that music manager, and Gaia, the pop star. And the quote-unquote smuggler path, it's going to be that one. 
It's funny because I've never heard it called that until we disembarked, and now I keep hearing that, and it seems to be the common terminology. I also want to add, I reached out to Brooke McDonald about this smuggler path just to confirm that, yeah, that's the Wraith one, right? And Brooke mentioned that she thinks that it is this, it should be called the scoundrel path because according to her, scoundrel is more accurate because it's someone who is in it for themselves, which is very much Wraith's journey. So maybe it shouldn't be called the smuggler path. Maybe it should be called the scoundrel path. Either way, that's what you need to know. But personally, I've been calling it the C story because it kind of is. The A and B main two stories are First Order and Rebellion. And then this other one kind of feeds in and out of those. You have a few tasks which are important and integral to the plot of the journey, but none are as rich and rewarding from what I experienced as the other two, simply because those other two are so deeply rooted in Star Wars lore. But hey, Tell them to keep an open mind and follow whichever they are drawn to, and I hope they have a glorious time regardless. Please do call back and let us know how they did. Thanks for calling. Hey, Carly. Just wanted to know what your thoughts were about um, having tap water. I mean, not tap water, but sparkling water and ambient flat water on tap at all times in the atrium of the Halcyon. Um, Can you also explain what exactly ambient flat water is? Thanks. Hi, Kylie. I've been watching your Insta stories about the Star Cruiser. I have to know what ambient water is. Thanks. Two calls about water. Wow, did not expect it, but very happy about it. So to back up for anyone who isn't as curious as the three of us are about water on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, in lieu of a traditional water fountain on board, there is a water station in the atrium with three spigots, chilled sparkling water, chilled flat water, and ambient flat water. The first two are self-explanatory, And I don't want to ruin the illusion, but the third is just room temperature water, which is better for digestion, which is good because you'll need it while eating bonkers space foods every meal of the day. And so much meat, so much meat. But what I do want to add about the ambient water is that it is filtered and you're kind of supposed to drag your hotel room glass carafe all the way up here to get this specific water? Now you may be wondering, how do I know that? Because they leave an instruction card in your room. Yes, they consciously try to nudge you all the way there to get you to avoid Florida's finest egg beverage. And yet, we got goofed anyway from ours being filled from the tap. All I'll say is that there's clearly a system in place to draw you towards the ambient flat water. You were encouraged to walk quite far, depending on where your room is, to fill it up. And I don't think I saw a single person do it. The water spigots were mostly used while there were things happening in the atrium and people were using the paper cups available to grab a cup of water and not the metal cups in your room that are supposed to be like thermoses, but they don't have handles and the the lids aren't really lids. They're just kind of like coasters. And if a kid used them, they would knock it over in 3.2 seconds and it would cause a mess. So everyone was just kind of grabbing water while they were there. But if you wanted ambient room temperature water, this was the spot to do it. Though I, I guess you could you could have filled your carafe with anything, like soda or blue milk, which would truly be nauseating. And I hate that that's a thought I had, so don't do that. But wow, we really didn't push the boundary when it came to beverages on board. And for that, 
Oh, for that, I am so sad. But yes, ambient flat water is filtered. Woo! Filtered room temperature water. Uh, I, I hope that mystery being solved uh, hydrates you from the inside. Thanks for calling. Hi, it's me. I'm back. Just a small little addendum. Um, no piece of audio I've ever recorded in my entire life has made me as thirsty <laughs> as the response to that call. I, as I'm sure I've mentioned on here, given the fact that I I run on popcorn, I am always permanently dehydrated, and it's just a spectrum between like, oh no, we need water, and oh no, we need an IV in the hospital. And uh, I am so thirsty after recording that, and it reminded me to drink a bunch of water. So uh, thank you a second time for your calls because you really helped me out. You really helped. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's our show! Thank you all so much for listening to the second of two Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your pods, even though I think those are the only two who do that. Honestly, I'm not sure. But what I do know is that your reviews help new listeners be like, hey, I should check this out. It's like a little uh, virtual handshake for future friends in our little click. And I and the whole team appreciate it so much. And it also makes us very happy. Like, truly, truly happy. So if you have a few seconds to plunk out a review or even just toss us some stars, we would greatly appreciate it. You can find me, Carly Wiesel, online way too much at Carly Wiesel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can join my Facebook group, The Fomaly, at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. And da 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 da, merch is coming! Stay tuned to my social media for the announcement of when it drops, which, God willing, will be incredibly soon. Uh, I also am very scared that I yelled that too loud, and Jeff will have blown out his eardrums, so I'm sorry if it comes through very loud. I'm extremely excited. I just need to get into the guts of Squarespace to get it done, but it is around the corner. We are talking like truly days away. So get amped. Get amped. Merch is coming. Merch is coming. Merch is coming. This podcast was edited meteorically by Jeff Fox. Didn't know that was a word, honestly, but boy, did it work for this one. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hi, sweeties. This was a great, 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 very amusing podcast. Oh, this was good. But I just have to say to you, you said my mom wouldn't like this going on 
galactic star cruiser. All right, can you think about it this way? Let me see. Obsessed with you, okay? We all know that. But to be locked in a room with you for two full days and nights, every meal, bunk bed, this is like a dream come true for me. Are you kidding me? I don't care where we are, but locked in a room, and maybe this way I can finally learn what the heck is going on besides me knowing Chewie and the little robot. This could be great. This could be a great thing. So I think that you should take me, and we should sign us up and go. All right? I think I could learn everything that way. Um, and as for the caller that called in, he doesn't know Dad very well, but there is no pep in his step. I've got all the pep in my step. So, yeah, there's not going to be any competition on here, okay? But um, it was great, and I think I'm going to have a little surprise for you if I can get your dad to say hello to everybody. This is Carly's dad, and he just wants to say something to Carly. I do exist. That's it? Yes, for real. Can you say anything about Disney or any of our trips? Carly is wonderful. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) And that's it. I got the pep in the step. Talk to you next week. I love you.